1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest on the show Mary Choi is a board-certified pharmacist, author, and speaker who lives in New York City. After earning her Doctor of Pharmacy degree from St. John's University, she completed her residency and served as a professor at her alma mater. As a board-certified pharmacist and educator, Mary has held multiple roles in healthcare and has trained countless healthcare professionals. She currently serves on the Medical Review Board for Very Well Health and is the Director of Pharmacy Practice for the New York State Council of Health Systems Pharmacists. Her award-winning book, Healthcare Heroes, The Medical Careers Guide, features some of the top healthcare jobs with strategies to help readers find their best career path. Reader's Favorite Reviews calls it an absolutely fascinating read with real insight from renowned healthcare professionals. It is literally like having your own personal healthcare mentor. When not writing, Mary loves spending time with her husband and her two kids, and I'm excited to have her here to share her journey. So with all that being said, Mary, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much, Dory, for having me, and I'm just so excited to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here, and I would love for you to share your journey with us and
2: tell us how the journey led you to what you're doing today. Sure, I would love to. So my journey in healthcare field started off with a simple question and answer. I asked my mom, what should I be when I grow up? And my mom responded, well, how about being a pharmacist? And at the time I was 11 years old and in junior high school. And I remember being so excited about pharmacy and telling my friends about it. But I really didn't know a whole lot about pharmacy. So while I didn't know much about it, I loved to read. So when I needed to find an answer to a question, I mean, these days you can go on the internet and get an immediate answer. Um, But at the time I went to a library and I found a book about pharmacy and it went to different areas in pharmacy. And that just kind of like really solidified that pharmacy was for me. And I spoke to a couple of pharmacists and I was lucky enough to get into an accelerated um, doctor of pharmacy program. And while I was in college, I I knew that I needed some real world experience. And so I applied to a bunch of places and got into an independent community pharmacy and then a large chain pharmacy as an intern. And then one day while I was in laboratory at school putting together an IV or intravenous preparation, I poked myself with a needle and I thought to myself, I'm going to fail my licensing exam. So I knew I needed to practice my IV technique and myself with a needle was a negative, but it sparked me to make that transition to hospital. And working at the hospital changed my path where I decided to do a residency, which is kind of like what doctors do after medical school. And after residency, I went back to my alma mater, became a professor and started teaching and also volunteered for a professional pharmacy association. And that's where I met my co-author, Dr. Michelle Kaufman. And she's such a fantastic pharmacist and prolific author. And we kind of immediately connected in our writing adventures and published many articles together before we sat down and decided to write the Healthcare Heroes uh, book together. You know, you
1: coined the term healthcare heroes, which is the title of the book before the pandemic. How did you come up with that title?
2: That's a great question, Dory. We always believe that all healthcare professionals are heroes, and we can all see that the world needs more healthcare heroes, and they come in all forms. They go above and beyond every day, no matter what the patient's needs are such as our pharmacy colleagues who are delivering medications to sick patients, even after they've gotten off of work and many more that have gotten COVID, but they're still checking in on their pharmacy or patients every day to make sure that they're getting the right care. And there's just so many stories out there of all the amazing healthcare heroes. And in their own way, everyone that works in the healthcare field we believe is a hero. And it really just kind of signified what our book was about. And that's how we came up with the term and it kind of um, stuck with that.
1: You know, it's always interesting to me, and I tell people all the time that when your doctor is putting you on medications, especially if you are somebody that has multiple things that you are dealing with and multiple medications for it, check with your pharmacist because doctors don't really understand very often interactions with different drugs, with different nutrients, and everything else. I was like, your pharmacist is the one that is going to let you know. That's why you should always go to one pharmacy. I remember with my aunt, when her doctor had put her on a different medication, and when we went to pick it up, she had the same pharmacist for 25 years. And her pharmacist was concerned because one of the medications that she takes There was a chance that the interaction of the two would not – she had a chance of having a bad reaction to it and so was very concerned about it. And I don't think people realize as pharmacists what – I mean, really, explain what it is in that field to understand all of those interactions with different drugs and medications whether it's prescription or
2: over-the-counter medications, absolutely, Dory. You have such a great understanding of pharmacy. I'm really, really thrilled. So I think you hit the nail on the head. With pharmacists, are there for patient safety and managing the medications. So definitely, if you're going into a pharmacy and you know you want to pick up an over-the-counter medication, always double check with the pharmacist as well to see if there's any sort of interactions with over-the-counter products or even herbal products, things that you think might be safe might not be when it interacts with the prescription products that you're already taking. So I really encourage everybody when whenever they get an updated um, list of medications or they're on a new medication from, from their doctor to really let the pharmacist know about it. And that's one area of pharmacy is the independent and retail side of pharmacy, but then there's also the uh, hospital side of it as well, and then the academic side of pharmacy where um, in, in my field where I was a professor, former professor at universities and I taught students, but I also managed clinical practice sites at hospitals in the New York City area, and it was about interdisciplinary um, a team where I got to work with social workers, doctors, and nurses, and everyone cared for the patient together and we made, we discussed the medications and made um, appropriate choices for the patient. So there's so many different aspects of pharmacy, but our primary focus is really the patient safety and medication safety and also educating and collaborating with the healthcare team and being part of that is really important. In
1: going back to the book, what do you hope readers get out of reading Healthcare
2: Heroes? I think our main goal is for readers to get insight into what healthcare professionals do in a way that's like you're having a conversation with them, with the healthcare professional telling you about a day in their life or how they got into their careers. I think I went on a lot of um, health, I spoke at a lot of career events and went to so many events where I spoke about careers, but everybody was always interested in Salaries, so we provide that upfront in the in each chapter. What type of salary it looks like, the type of degrees that you need, whether it's a certificate program or bachelor's or master's or doctorate. And sometimes when people think about the healthcare field, they think of certain professions like doctor, nurse, pharmacist, and dentist. But there are so many other fields like music therapists, surgical technologists, pharmacy technicians. So we wanted to make sure we included diverse contributors with unique experiences so that readers could see themselves in the contributors. So for example, the nurse who contributed to the book wanted to be a ballerina when she was a kid. Um, some of the contributors spoke about their experiences that they had a straight path to their medical profession similar to me. And others like the surgical technologist was a chef and cooked for the King of Spain and got into the healthcare field as a second career. So I think the underlying theme that it's never too late to follow your heart and also pursue your passion, is what we hope readers get out of it.
1: You know, I, I would love to know how you chose the careers that you included in the book and then interviewed people in each profession.
2: I thought that was a great way to do it. We started out with a list of careers that we wanted to include, and we wanted to also make sure that it was all-inclusive of educational requirements, such as the certificate, associates, bachelors, all the way to doctoral degrees. And there are so many incredible careers in a medical field that don't necessarily require college degrees, such as the emergency medical technician, the surgical technologist, the pharmacy technician, just to name a couple. And um, like I mentioned, we want to shine light on all the different health careers that people might not have known or heard about. And we reach out to our network. And kind of tapped into the amazing experts um, and they were so excited to share their stories and the people that we reached out to, we knew that that they had interesting stories. And so that's how we kind of started off from that point and to share what the day-to-day job is like and what's needed potential specialty areas. um, And many of these experts who wrote these chapters wish they had this book when they were deciding what to do about careers. So we were so happy when they signed on and It provided even more inspiration to write the book and drive and to get that book out in the world to share it with all of you.
1: So for you personally, what was the most interesting shift in careers? I mean, you spoke about the nurse that wanted to be the ballerina and things like that. But what was the one where it was just like, oh, wow, how interesting to go from this to this?
2: So I have to say the most interesting one was the EMT, the Emergency Medical Technician. So he was in the entertainment business and he, had, he was a sports producer. And then he, he retired in his 50s and then he got bored playing golf. So he decided to go back and become an EMT and he was a volunteer um, for many years. And then from there, he opened his own um, CPR company, teaching people uh, CPR. And that's actually how we met is by um, him training all of the faculty uh, CPR. And um, that's how we met. And years later, then I invited him to participate in the book. So when I, when I heard his story, I was just blown away that you can retire and a second career and have like a second calling and have a have a enormous impact on so many people and helping and saving lives. You know, I have to
1: tell you that I found that really interesting as well especially because it was something, it's not like, uh, you know, he changed careers at 35 or 40 years old. You know, he was well into his 50s. And it was very interesting to me to then go back into something so different. I mean, you know, going from sports to, you know, an EMT and, and everything else that he wound up continuing to do just found it really fascinating. So I think it's interesting that 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 was the one that kind of resonated with you as well because you just never know where the journey is going to take you. You just
2: don't. Definitely. I think that's what makes the journey so interesting is that we can continually to reinvent ourselves and find our life's joy and passion. Uh, And I think knowledge is the key to all of this, to if I hear something, you know, something unique, and it's like, oh, well, I want to do that. And that's why you see all people doing everything. And and they want to be a producer. They want to be an actress. They want to be a director. They want to be an author. They want to be everything under the sun, because I think, you know, you can just just continue to learn every day and continue to reinvent ourselves.
1: Well, you know, we are all works in progress. We really are. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Say thank you to our sponsors and we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams because when you win,
3: the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call four zero three four four seven four four zero four. 447 4404
1: So take a look at StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Mary Choi about her book, Healthcare Heroes. And I want to find out, how did you
2: involve the youth that you involved in publishing your book? Since our book was geared towards young adults, we knew early on that we wanted to involve them in the review process. So we put the call out for young adults who were interested um, in reviewing our book and we managed to gather a team of them and they ranged in ages from 11 to 18 years old. And they were given the first draft of the book uh, several months before publication. And they filled out um, a sheet of paper. And we had a question to answer. And we wanted to include their voice to see if there were any definitions that they didn't understand, to get overall clarity on the project, and really implement their honest opinions um, in the project. And we got some excellent feedback that shaped the book into what it is today. And we're, we're so grateful that they're part of this project. And we acknowledged them in the book and invited them to the book launch, where they each received a copy of the book as well.
1: Now, you are the mom of two kids. How have you approached career readiness with them? And do you have any advice for moms who are helping
2: their kids explore the career choices that they have? I have two wonderful kids who are my world. Um, Elise is 10 and a half and Ethan is nine. I was first blown away and simply amazed that career readiness starts in kindergarten where they have career days and I was invited to speak to their classes and um, just being overall supportive of them. And as a mom, I've always wanted to show my kids what's out there, broaden their knowledge and, and spark their interest into different things. And they, we found an interesting way to approach career readiness in addition to me coming to speak at their um, schools in that they are always so nervous about going to any sort of doctor and so anybody going new, anybody in a white coat, they're just so nervous. So the way I've approached it is if they're going to get their blood drawn, I let them know beforehand. And then we open the book and we read about the phlebotomist and what they do. And then my, um, they had to go to a podiatrist. And so we opened the book and read that as well, too. So it seems to have helped with calming them down a bit when they know about the physician or the healthcare professional they're going to see before we actually visit them. And The other aspect of it is that I support them in everything in terms of finding out about the different fields, if they have questions, then they come up with the five to 10 questions. And then we try to find the answers together or there's there's online programs right now in schools and teachers teaching about that particular field. So I try to just get their questions um, answered that way. And there's always the network, right? Your network of friends who you call upon and like, hey, can you answer my quiz questions? I just got about five of them for you. And, and that's how I've kind of been um, doing it that way. You know,
1: it's funny because my daughter is the one who you would ask her. She wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And then all of a sudden she decided she wanted to go into fashion. But then she decided she wanted to go into the culinary arts. And maybe she wants to be a psychologist. And she started college in fashion design and then switched to culinary and was halfway through a psychology degree when she said to me, you know what, Mommy, if I don't follow my own dreams first, what kind of a psychologist will I be? Oh, I said, you know what, you're 21. You don't need to make the decision for the rest of your life. Go do what you want to do. Right now, she is in Ecuador getting yoga certified. She got her Reiki certification in India before COVID hit. She has traveled the globe working on different parts of what she is eventually going to do. I've always thought that she would be a great physician's assistant because I prefer PAs to doctors because their learning never ends. They continually learn the most updated, but I also think she'd be a great art therapist. So I was like, what a combination of the two. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what she eventually decides. My middle son, I had always, when he was little, I was like, this kid is either going to be an architect or an engineer. He started in education, was a rec director in a nursing home, and is now going back for his degree in environmental engineering and he's wow. a he's 30, <laughs> you know, 2 years old and getting ready to go back to college to finish his degree. And so you know the journey is the journey. So for you, what's been the most gratifying journey or the most gratifying part on this journey for you?
2: I think the most the best part and the most gratifying really has been Connecting I think connecting with people, connecting with uh readers with students um, with parents it's been so humbling to have that here that they have the healthcare heroes book because' had impact on them, and that the healthcare profession that they recognize that people have their best interests at heart and that we're 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 trying to save lives and that they're inspired by a book. They're inspired by everyday life and stories that we did hear from our readers um, was that he was going to follow the footsteps of his parents and go into nursing school. But after reading the book, he changed his mind and is pursuing physical therapy. And there's just been so many different types of connections with different people. And I think that's been the most uh, gratifying, is just meeting people and being inspired by them. Um, And your kids sound... absolutely amazing I hope my kids turn out as well as yours do and that they can find joy in every day and just and pursue it I mean she sounds like she has such an amazing Uh journey and (laughs) and your son as well I mean it really I think I really want them to just follow follow their heart and find joy because as we all know we never know right and we want to enjoy every single day it, it really is. It's, it's, my oldest son actually wound up, a
1: friend of his got him into the sheet metal union, but he wound up only 20 people per state want, qualify or, or get accepted into this apprenticeship program, and he's actually on the architectural track. So he works for five weeks and then for a week continues to in, in school, uh, and he is in, they put him in school for architecture. So it's so amazing to see the three of them just pursuing all these different things. He just kind of fell into this and absolutely loves it. And he had two choices. He could have gone architectural or I forget what the other one was. And I was keeping my fingers crossed for architectural because he's brilliant that way. And that's what he has aspired to. And it's very exciting because it puts him at a place where when he finishes this, it puts him in a different place in the union and stuff. So it is, it's, it's very fun to watch your kids, but I'll tell you, my daughter, Mary, I want to grow up and be just like her. I really do someday, (laughs) because I still haven't figured it out. I'm still, I'm such a work in progress, you know, but As we're wrapping up, you mentioned in your book how heavily involved you are in advancing the pharmacy profession.
2: What drives
1: you, Mary?
2: Well, Dory, of the many ways to give back to my profession and community, volunteering, I think, is one of the most important ways in which I can provide a positive impact. And it also gives me a sense of purpose and also sparks creativity. Um, I've created new initiatives like workshops where it gives students a chance to practice skills like interviewing, public speaking, exposing them to different professionals who can serve as role models. And the key root of it is that I'm educator first, and that's my passion. And I want to connect people, help them learn from each other, address the gaps, and support them in their goals. Um, so since I was elected into a leadership role with the New York State Council of Health and Pharmacists, I manage and provide guidance to a team of pharmacists, technicians, as well as student volunteers from all around New York State, and it's been so rewarding to not only give back to my profession, but also recruit such talented people, and I think recruitment is always hard wherever you go, but recruitment for volunteers is especially difficult, and I've been blessed to be able to recruit such talented individuals who work with me, and we all have the same drive and motivation in making the pharmacy profession and uh, organization better. I
1: have so enjoyed this conversation, Mary. I really have. What would you like to leave our listeners with? And please let them know how they may reach out to you.
2: I would say um, that keep, keep staying inspired and keep reading, keep Um, do the little things and enjoy every moment um, in your life as much as possible. Um, And people can get in touch with me through my website. It's healthcareheroesbook.com. You can also find me and connect with me on social media. My IG and Twitter is at drmarytroy.
0: Thank you, Dory.
2: It's been such a pleasure to be on your show. Truly an honor. It has absolutely been my pleasure. All of
1: Mary's links will be live on our website, and I'm sure they'll be live on hers. I really encourage you, reach out, and moms, dads, get this book for your kids. Get this book because there are so many interesting careers in the medical field, in this field, in the healthcare field. And again, some require, they don't require college. Some require all the way to your doctorate and everything in between but if we have learned nothing our healthcare professionals are such heroes and so are the people that support them in the hospitals the cafeteria staff and the janitors and all of these people that are there providing care because it's what is it, it is all about so Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. I really appreciate it, and I thank you for the work that you are doing because you are that hero as well. Don't ever forget it. So thank you. Thank you
2: so much, (laughs) Dory.
1: My pleasure. For all of you tuning in, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song, from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now.
0: She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.